Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Thursday. For those that are here live, for those that are tuning in whenever you're tuning in, thanks so much for being part of it. Today's a special day on the Jewish calendar. It is called Tu Bishvat. It is the, the Rosh Hashanah, the beginning, if you will, of the new year for the trees. Understand that in the world of spirituality, everything matters. This is a major misconception that individuals have when they look into the world of spirituality and think that spirituality is only about like the few holy things, but everything else is secular and mundane and not relevant. People feel this way about themselves. That person is holy. I'm regular. I'm mundane. And so there isn't spirituality in me. That object is holy. This object is mundane. Not how it works. Every object, every person has holiness, has spirituality. There are degrees. Thank you, Deb. I love the, the, the those who are here live with me. I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody, but especially um, the different comments I get to see. Thank you. The people that are, the, the people that when we go through our lives, we, we mistake things that are regular by not seeing the depth and the spirituality and the life force that is within it. What, what is spiritual about nature? The answer is everything. It is the hand of God. Tonight on the Shabbat show, a little preview, we have a guest that's coming on that has spent the last 50 years in a remote area of Northern Maine. Him and his wife got married 50 years ago and they found a, an ad that had them go, uh, that sold like five acres for 200 bucks. And then they were able to buy 20 more acres for 800 more dollars. So for $1,000, they bought this massive plot of land in the place where the sun shines first in Maine, and they built a life, their own cabin, I mean, farming their own food. Forget about it. They found religion. It was unbelievable, the story. And I'm asking him, like, what's it like? And he said, and I'm like, he became more and more and more connected through his, I'm like, how? There's no place to study. He said, because if you look closely at nature, how do you not see the hand of God? Spirituality. It's in everything. This is the holiday of this. Now, the reason why this holiday is so critical is because the, the lesson of the holiday is very powerful. Now, if you look outside, you would see that the trees are still bare. So why would today be the the new year for the trees. And the answer is because what's taking place on the inside is the sap begins to move and to rise. Things don't start when you see them. Things take place on, on from a hidden perspective well before they bring themselves out into the world. People don't just roll into greatness. They're working for a long time behind the scenes before you see them. Things don't just happen 
strong bonds and relationships don't just happen. They go through challenges and they reinforce themselves long before you see the greatness. Kids don't raise themselves. Friends don't just create relationships and marriages and knowledge and all the things that are valuable to our lives don't just appear. There's a lot of work that takes place for the sap to rise before it's able to bear fruits. And the ability to recognize the beginning of the process before fruits come, come forth is how we see the world with a little bit more of a spiritual lens. We start to look to the hidden. We start to look to the ground. We start to look to the foundation. We are not so moved by the fruit as much as we are moved by the trunk and the roots. Physical eyes love seeing things that are already manifested. Spiritual eyes learn how to look beforehand. They appreciate things before they're manifested. And when you have spiritual eyes, you recognize that the fruit really is the least important part of the tree. Yes, that's the part we can eat. That's the part that we interact with. But if you look at the value of the tree, you'll notice that the fruit is actually the least valuable piece. If you look at the integrity of the tree. In the integrity of the tree, the most valuable part are the roots. Because otherwise you don't have a tree. If you get a tree that has no roots, yeah, you'll get fruits one season and then it'll, the, the, the winter will come, the wind will blow, and the tree will fall. What does that do for you? You ever feel like this sometimes? See someone that's successful for a few minutes and then they, they collapse? You see things that are going well just for a moment and then it all falls apart? People sometimes have things handed to them too quickly and life looks amazing. And then the wind blows. My grandparents had roots. They went through a lot, but those roots were strong. Nothing blew them down. You know, people that have had much easier, better lives and they stubbed their toe and they're done for the week. You know this? There are people who've gone through the worst and they still, still, they're still smiling. They're still going to work in the morning. You see some other people, God bless everybody, but I'm just, who seem to have like green light, green light, green light, green light, green light. And someone forgets something to like say hello to them. And it's like the rest of the day is just shot. What happened? They're wonderful. Everyone's wonderful. The question is how deep were the roots? How strong is the foundation? And this applies to so many aspects of our lives. It's the foundation that makes us. The foundation that we set for ourselves that enable us to go through ups and downs, to have springs and summers and winters and falls. That's the holiday. It's the recognition that it's the sap, it's the foundation, it's the roots that is the, call, that, that is the moment of joy, that is the moment of recognition. The fruits are going to come. 
they're going to come. Anyone here teaches, especially the younger kids, and you say, you're going to get it. It's going to come. Anybody counsels people that are just starting things, jobs, marriages, spiritual growth, and they hit walls and you say, relax, it's going to come. Like, what? I want it now. You ever, anyone here employ somebody who after like two weeks, like wants to know when they're running the company and you're like, relax, relax. You know how to get to the bathroom yet? It, it's that way. You know how to use the copy? Okay, just making sure because before you sit in, in the CEO's chair, you got to make sure you know how to relax. It's going to come, build the foundation. Learn, grow. Let the fruits come when they come. And by the way, I'm speaking to myself because I'm totally impatient. Andy knows this. I'm totally impatient. I want everything now. But that's, but that's the lesson for today. Now, where we, left, where we left off yesterday and why it connects so beautifully, because that's what God does. He hooks us up all the time. Is that the way we are clarifying our foundation really is by understanding what we're willing to sacrifice for. Because a foundation is something that you rest on. A foundation is at the core of who you are. And what is at that foundation isn't just the things that we, so to speak, believe in. Because if we believe in it, but we're not willing to sacrifice for it, do we really believe in it? Like we all believe in a lot of stuff. And we all believe that, you know, I should be like this and I should do this and my life should be like this. And if you ever go through a moment of inspiration, you believe in it, right? Like you ever been through a holiday that inspires you, or if you've ever been to a funeral of somebody that really left you being moved after the funeral, you pay a shiva call to somebody and you understand what it's like when, when you walk out, you, you go to a, a, a nice event or you go through a crisis. And when you're done with the crisis, you get clarity. You, you, now you know what you believe in. Now you know what you're, what you're after. It's about being there for people. It's about being kind and generous and connected. And I understand I have to be grateful for little things. You ever have this feeling? Where if I would ask you, like, what are your top beliefs or what are your core beliefs? You can recite them. But during the regular course of life, you don't have time for them. You know, like we believe in the idea of family, but like during the week, I'm just too busy to like focus on the kids and believe in friendships. But like, I just don't have the time to like listen to my friend share her problems. I believe in spirituality. I believe there's more in this world than just myself, but like, I don't know. It's busy and I'm tired and I'll just get to it when I get to it. And I'll guess I'll go to synagogue sometime soon-ish. I believe in generosity and I believe in kindness and I believe in these things. And like, I, I called somebody, I did. I called somebody, but like another time, like I gotta get through my day and there's stuff going on. And I got 10 extra minutes and Instagram is pulling at me. It's pulling at me. And I gotta figure out this and oh my God, what's going on with, with politics and what's going on with the world? And oh my God, I really gotta figure this out. And before you know it, it's day to week to month to year and our beliefs that we have 
And if you push us to the wall, we'll be clear with it. Everybody was identifying their beliefs last March and April. You bring COVID to the world. Yeah. Remember those videos of like, you remember that someone showed me like this video. I don't know if Andy can find it because I'll be like ambiguous just to see how fast Andy can find something that really is just like me just saying a couple words that gives him no ability to find anything. But let's see anyways. There's a video that I, my wife sent me, like it went around the world about, you know, some guy, he was from England. So it sounded so beautiful because people with English accents sound so eloquent. You know what I'm talking about? Everyone in England sounds like a professor. I remember one time I spoke in England, I'll never forget this. I went to London and anyways, I was like totally like intimidated, right? And on the way up, I see some kid, little kid. I'm walking up and he goes, oh, hello. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, would you like a sweet? It has loads of sugar. And I'm like, are you a professor? Like every single person, I'm like, holy mackerel. Like, you know what I'm talking about? If you're from Brooklyn, Every human being that has an English accent is like the most eloquent, beautiful, articulate individual in the world. So this video was from a guy from England. So it was like perfect. And he's reading a book to his son or his somebody. And he speaks about the time back in the old days where the people were run by technology and they were moved around and nobody looked at each other. But then, the world had a virus and it, all of a sudden the technology was put down and people can't, had to go home and they couldn't get on airplanes and they started to see each other. You know what I'm talking about? You guys recognize this video? And it's like the fairy tale of the new world where we all see each other and, and have long dinners back before the virus changed the world. Remember that? Yeah, you bring a virus to this world. We look at each other and why was I on my phone? And why do I gotta run? And then the summer comes and now we're back to where we were. We just figured out a way to bring it into our lives. You push us against the wall, we'll show you what our beliefs are. But you go through regular life, life has a way of just keeping us busy just keeping us busy, not productive, not in motion to meaningful goals, just busy. You get to the end of the week and you look back at all the hours, and you go, how many of those hours were like productive hours towards the things that I believe in most? How many of those hours were survival? And how many of those hours were just busyness? Getting involved in things that just lead me where exactly where I started. Going in circles on conversations, just busy. But I believe in things. We got the video. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we got the video. And they just posted on Facebook and all the other places. You'll see the beautiful sounds of the storyteller from England as he eloquently tells the story of the world that was and the world that is. And then there's today. You know why this happens for? 
because of the great words of one of the greatest rabbis of the previous generation, a man named Rav Noah Weinberg. Rav Noah Weinberg said it better than anyone ever heard it. He said, people are willing to die for the, what they believe in, but are they willing to live for what they believe in? That's the hardest, hardest, hardest act in life. You can die for you what you believe in. Regular people have lined up throughout this history and died for their beliefs. Jews that barely knew they were Jewish. Yesterday was Holocaust Remembrance Day. Holocaust Remembrance Day. You know, when you grow up with grandparents that survived the Holocaust and your house is one block from there. So you're in their house every single day. Every day was Holocaust Remembrance Day. Every day when your grandmother served you cookies or dinner or gave you a hug and on her skin was, was numbers every day. There were a lot of Jews that didn't know much about their Judaism during that period of time that walked into gas chambers proud. They died for their beliefs. There's a lot of people in life that die for their beliefs. But sometimes it's harder to live for your beliefs. Yesterday we started talking about this concept called micro-sacrifice. Micro-sacrifice is actually how you grow. You don't rip off your muscles when you work out. I mean, the goal of working out is not to like go under like, you know, the bench and like rip up your, your muscles. Like when you're done, your arms are dangling off. That's not the goal. It's called micro tears. Small little tears every single day. That over the course of time, the sap starts to come from the roots and you build true fruits. Are we willing to live for our beliefs? Are we willing to understand what it is that are the most important cores of our life? I don't want to be sitting in a funeral of somebody else and feel like I'm not enough at the, part, the parts of my life that are at the core of who I am. I don't want to have to go into another holiday and be like, I really should have. Sure, I would have sacrificed for that person. Sure, I would have jumped in a train for that person. But what did I do all year? Did I micro-sacrifice for that person? Sure, I believe in this. And when push comes to shove, I would do it. But what about the normal days? Did I Was I willing to micro-sacrifice for the areas that I believe in most so that I am consistently building the muscle that I need to live my beliefs? Or do I live busy and then remind myself of my, my beliefs during moments of highs and lows, feel guilty, and then go back to living busy? That's the question. That's the question for today. On the holiday of the trees, if you get a chance today, eat, eat a little fruit, 
make a blessing if you know it, great. If not, just thank God for the fruit in whatever language you get it. Whenever you hear this, it's good, it's good to do it. Just take something from nature, not in a package, not the sugar-coated version of it that's, that's, that, that stayed on the shelf of the supermarket for like six months. Let's put that for later. Let's just once. I mean, we always do this, but like let's for, for the holiday, take something that actually came from the ground. Take a second. See God's hand in it. Thank him for it. And let's start realizing that there's a sap that's growing and there's foundational roots that are critical. And me and you are trees. The verse says, Ki ha'adam eats hasadah, because man is like a tree. And we got to build those roots together. And ask ourselves, what's at my foundation? What are the three or four core beliefs that I have in my life that I'm willing to die for? When we can identify that, we'll start to know what we're willing to live for. All right, everybody. Have a great day. I hope you guys are circulating that beautiful video around. And uh, I look forward to continuing this with God's help. Thanks for being here. Happy holiday. And with God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow.